What's up, everybody? Episode one hundred and twenty with me, Craig. Here, on the Outer Banks of North Carolina, on a beautiful pre-equinox evening, about eight o'clock. A little sliver of a moon in the sky. The wind was very still. The sound was very placid and calm. The sunset was gorgeous. The colors were popping off, and it felt very, very peaceful. And you start to feel the beginning of that space that comes with fall and winter in the night sky. The beginning of the end of the year, the change of the seasons, the harvest, the groove, the dropping of the temperatures, the changing of the winds and the birds. And it's wistful and melancholic sometimes and bittersweet and inspiring and poetic. Vera Bay has a birthday this Friday. She turns eight. She is a cusp baby. She's an equinox peak baby. She's maximum Virgo right before it turns Libra. And it's always an interesting time to see her change, to watch her psychological for the two months running up to it and how her brain changes and how she's looking at the world differently and how we all deal with the pressures of our birthday differently and to watch her go through the different eras of her own life and observe the reality of this planet. Yeah, it's kind of heavy. It's super interesting, actually. Um, before I get into the topic, because that's actually definitely related to the topic, uh, we are continuing to make music in the band Everything. Uh, we will be playing on October 28th, which is a Saturday. We are returning to James Madison University, where we will be playing the halftime show with the Marching Royal Dukes at the football game. So uh, JMU is now a Sun Conference team, so they're an FBS team. And uh, Nate and Steve are both alumni of the Marching Royal Dukes, and Scott Rickers, the director, has kindly invited us into his world, and we're doing a 90s mashup that includes the Hooch with 460 musicians on the field, and it's going to be amazing. That's right. We're singing and playing with the Marching Royal Dukes. It'll be us and 460 of our closest friends. So that's exciting. Um, the music we're making is very, very good. Uh, it's been great to see what doors it opens and new friendships it is making and how creativity feels again and the pressures dealing with security and insecurity and the known and the unknown and inviting in greatness word to that. So back to the topic, I was thinking about something and and if you don't have kids, this might not be your podcast, at least this episode. Um, I have one child. I started late. Trish and I started late. So that was a blessing and we need to count our blessings because for me, it's a blessing that I'm here. I've had a wild life. So to have what I have now is an amazing feeling. And Vera Bay hits like several children sometimes. And I was thinking about the phrase, uh, your children will save you if you let them. And there's so much loss going on right now. I had uh, several friends lose parents this week. 
I have know a bunch of people who are really sick, not just the COVID thing, which is going around, but people are having real health issues. There's a big snapback that we're all feeling from COVID. I feel like we haven't kind of evened out still. There's a what's the meaning of life kind of vibe going on. I mean, I certainly feel it. And I, it's made me think about some things. I know a lot of people are going through a lot of change. I know a lot of people are going through a lot of divorces. And I was just thinking about kids and watching Vera and how she has snapped back after COVID and what she's learned and some of the things she's taken on and some of the psychological challenges she's had because of the world falling apart and the fear we all had and the uncertainty and the death and the pandemic. And when I had Vera, like I had some moments, like she did not sleep very well. And so I was sleep deprived and Trisha was sleep deprived and sleep deprivation is like torture, right? You're just not yourself. Like you're like just a mess. And I was thinking about it because I was like, gosh, you know, like parenting is like the ultimate sacrifice. Like You're literally sacrificing yourself for your children. You, you know, it's, I reached the threshold where I was very clear about what I would die for. And I, I hadn't been there yet. And that's a first world problem. And I know a lot of people who are in military service and um, maybe have some lives in other countries where they need to think about that more, who we've talked about it. And knowing what you're willing to die for is probably pretty important. And uh, my friend Oscar, who's Kenyan, uh, he talked about that when he did work in Southern Sudan back in 2003. And he talked about like, you know, understanding what he was willing to die for. And, you know, the ultimate sacrifice of parenthood where you're just giving it all to your kid to help them be the next generation and how important that is, right? Just giving, you know, the, the human spirit needs more spirits and well-trained spirits. And that requires sacrifice. It requires attention because if you don't pay attention to your kids, they're going to find something to pay attention to and it might not serve them. And I thought, wow, this is a, tough experience because as a creative, I think about a lot of things. I had a lot of ideas and I saw myself in a lot of different ways. And I realized like, oh, parts of me are dying right now. And it's painful. And I know a lot of parents go through that where like sometimes you're just like, yeah, the death of a full night's sleep or the death of going out or the death of me running every day or the death of this or whatever. And there's all these things that you have to sacrifice. They have to die. Maybe not forever. But in the short term, medium term, who knows? And depending on how hard you hold on to them, it's like how painful it is. And I also realized in there that I had something worthy of my sacrifice, unquestionably. And that comes from my mom and dad raised my brother and I on a single family income, my mom was a homemaker. And I think that that was a big difference for me to have eyeballs <laughs> after school. So I couldn't like end up in the gutter and I've just onboarded that, that, Hey, you know, your kid needs your attention. They need you. And by having that orientation, I realized like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is hard but it's the right direction. I can just lay up in the cut and take the heat and the hit 
and embrace the suck of parenting, whether it's, you know, whatever sacrifice is involved. Because it's the right thing to do. And there's strength in that. And I was like, oh, this is good for me because I was unmoored for many years and lost and had lots of things that I was working on and through. And I just was slow to the domestic table. Um, and that was probably good for me so I could have some perspective on it. Because I'm sure if you were thrust into it young and you have too many kids or whatever, it could be overwhelming. I mean, there's, I've only walked in my own shoes, not in other people's shoes. But I thought like, oh, wow, you know, your kids who... It's like sink the drink with your subconscious, right? They come and as they grow, it's just like your cup that's filled with all that excess liquid. That excess liquid just comes out the side because they take up so much space in your psyche. And that can save you. If you just go with that, the love, the intensity of life, it gives you orientation. It gives me orientation. And I think it's incredibly powerful. And I thought like, oh, wow, what what a goal. What a orientation what a direction what an anchor point what a target what a vision so intense and i know there's people out there who are struggling with stuff and hopefully if you have kids you can lean into that relationship and see that they're giving to you as much as you're giving to them and that providing a stable environment for them is really important because, you know, those youngins are onboarding that subconscious super early on at the archetypical level. You know what I'm saying? Woo! It's deep. Anyway, that's what I'm thinking about tonight. You can tell I get deep around the equinox. So Friday, we'll get. I guess we'll do a little special equinox special. A special equinox special, I guess, by definition, it's special. Unless you do a bunch of specials and they're not special. So this is a special special. Anyway, you guys have a beautiful night. I hope that whoever you are, wherever you are, whenever you are, however you are, that it's good. Woo!